generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, Exodus 35, please look into a Bible whilst they're trying to help me with that. Exodus 35, from verse 10. I think that all of us should read it together if you can look at, look at your Bible. Exodus 35 from verse 10. The word says, at, sorry, let's read together. Three, two, one, let's read. All who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle, its tent, its covering, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, and its sockets, the ark and its poles with the mercy seat and the veil of the covering, the table and its poles, all its utensils and the showbread, also the lampstands for the light, its utensils, its lamps, and the oil for the light, the incense altar, its poles, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, and the screen for the door at the entrance of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its bronze grating, its poles, all its utensils, and the lava, and all the bays, the hangings of the court. I can't hear you. Some of you are distracted. Sorry, we're going to start again. Many of you on that side were so distracted. Why? Why? Let's take it from the 16th verse. Read alone. Its pillars, their sockets, and the screen for the gate of the court, the pegs of the tabernacle, the pegs of the court, and their cords, the garments of ministry for ministering in the holy... <laughs> oh, the holy garments for Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons to minister. Can you see how particular God is about every aspect of what he is building? Now, was this a spiritual tabernacle or a physical tabernacle? Was this a spiritual tabernacle or a physical tabernacle? This was a physical tabernacle, but God was so particular about the finest details the finest elements, every part of it was designed by God, was communicated by the Spirit of God. He's saying even the hangings, all of that stuff, every part of it, he said, I've got that on lockdowns. Focus. <laughs> Focus. I've got that on lockdown. Think about what he was saying. He's saying that all the utensils, all the prongs they use for the sacrifices, every part of it, the oil, the pillars, the screen. Now, what did he say? He said, all who are gifted artisans among you shall come. All of you that have the gift to be able to work this kind of material, look at somebody and say, you're gifted in an area. You're gifted in an area. Shout aloud and say, you are gifted in an area. The way I see you, Maybe you're one of the quiet people, you don't speak, but I smell something on you. I smell the grace of God upon your life. I sense that you're carrying certain gifts. Who am I speaking to this morning? Who am I speaking to this morning? <laughs> Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. 
and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Then now explain something, for we are his workmanship. Hmm. We have the proof of God's skillfulness. We have the proof of God's creativity. We are the material result of God's ingenuity, of God's invention. We are the embodiment. When we look at the sophistication of what we carry, what we are made up of, we can conclude something that God is creative. Oh, can I just speak to somebody right now? When you look at your nose, the way it's pointed at the tip, oh, it tells me God is creative. If you check out your ears, for some of us, our ears are generous in proportion, in width or in scope or spread. They have a certain particular angle. It tells me that God is creative. Can you imagine God making a uh, hundred billion people? That's 200 billion ears. And no two ears are exactly the same. God is creative. Who knows what I'm talking about? When you think about your hairline, that is different from your neighbor's hairline. For some of their hairline starts here, it starts here. For some people, there's what they call devil's peak. I don't know why they call it devil's peak. It wasn't the devil that created it. It's God's peak. Glory to God. It shows that God is creative. When you think about your leg yams, for some of you, <laughs> and don't forget, don't, don't even listen to the culture. The culture will say, for you to be beautiful, you have to be 36, 26, 36. Who told you? You are beautiful the way you are. Whether you have the shape of a Coca-Cola bottle, or you have the shape of a glass jar, or you have the shape of any shape that you have, it was God that made you. There was something in the mind of the creator. It's the intelligentsia of God. It's the creator of God is the invention of God. Think about the hair texture. Your hair texture is different from your neighbor's texture. Why? Because God has flavors. He has colors. He has different dimensions, different doses. Think about your eyes. For some of you, your eyes have that effect. People think you're wearing contacts. They don't know that your, your eyes just had contact with God. God is creative. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but think about your shoulders. Some of you have broad shoulders. Some of us, we have slimmer shoulders, but you are a piece of God's creativity. He says that we are his workmanship. But guess what? Not just our physical dimension, but our internal configuration. For some of you, you can remember faces. The first time you see them, you never forget them. Some of you don't remember faces, you remember names. The first time you hear the name, you never forget. For some of you, you're just very sweet and kind. It was not you that configured yourself. It was God who made you. Have I got anybody here who is deeply convinced that they are an embodiment of divine creativity and a of divine gifts and graces. You are the living proof of God's inventiveness. I don't know who you are, but I came to remind you, you are not dull, drab, destitute, dejected, downcast, discouraged. You are sealed and endorsed by God. You are God's invention. He manufactured you and it did quality assurance, quality control before he released you into the earth. Before you were born, I knew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I ordained you as a prophet unto the nations. If you are not convinced about how inventive God is as evidenced in your life, don't worry. Just keep sitting down there. But if you're very convinced that God is super creative and your life, your body, your mind is an evidence of God's creativity, don't wear that long, boring face. Come and get excited right now and low leg two or three people and tell them I'm a sign of God's workmanship.
Oh, I, I wish I had enough time to explain this. But I'm a sign of God's workmanship. The curves of my body, the contours of my body, my strength, my ability to see, to design. I'm a sign of God's workmanship. Let's go into the dimension of the inner world. Your brain, your mind, your ability to think, to reason, to craft. The people say, how did you design that? How did you write that? How did you sing that? How did you pull, out that, pull off that reef? How come you lead so passionately. It is the breath of God giving your life, inflating the balloon that you are, causing the balloon to soar in the sky. So when the winds of the world blow, you are still dry, driven higher by the way. When Distics is doing what it does on the drums, and people are like, ah, was that Distics playing or was that somebody's album? Or oh, oh, come on. Or Jerry does what it does on the keys. There is a creative dimension that they are expressing, but it's the echo of the creativity of God who lives on the inside of the them. Uh, you see, very soon I'm going to talk about God's creativity in the universe. Uh, but before I talk about God's creativity in the universe, uh, I want to talk about God's creativity in the you universe. Uh, oh, you don't hear what I just said? Uh, in the YO universe, uh, I'm talking about you. Can I go a, a step further? Let's talk about your mind, your brain. Uh, before there was floppy disk, uh, there was your brain that never flopped. Uh, that's why even before you had a CD, the CD of your mind never scratched. That's why you still remember things. Watch this. You bought a CD three years ago. You put it in the player right now. It's scratched. You can't remember. It can't retrieve the information. But you remember what happened to you at six, at seven, at eight. Because God is so creative. And the devil has not formatted the hard drive of your life. Oh, is there anybody who is grateful that they are not just walking, talking dummies? You are not a walking, talking dummy. You are an embodiment of divine creativity. Your floppy disk doesn't flop. Your CD doesn't scratch. Your RAM doesn't go RAM because you are sheep. Come on. Ah, yeah. God is creative and you are living proof. Let's talk about your spirit, man. How you walk up to somebody at the bus stop and say you had a dream last night. But God wants me to tell you that everything will be fine. That's your recreated human spirit that is able to get into the laptop of God because you sit in his bosom, his laptop. Come on. And he Dances over you, sings over you, rejoices over you. And when it's on your yabba 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 yabba, that when you sit on God's laptop, you cannot only smell like him, but you draw inspiration from him. How can you lay hands on the sick like many of you have done and they get healed? That is some kind of divine telepathy. That's divine medicine. That's divine invention. It beats every kind of treatment they have for cancer because you can stand and proclaim to somebody something that will happen five years from now if you're not excited to keep on looking uh, like it's not a new Nigeria. But if you're excited, I went home and looked for two people. Lord, let them roll quick and say, ah, my God is creative. Ah, oh, yes. For we are his workmanship, what? When you check your phone, you're going to see created by Apple, Palo Alto, California, then you see manufactured or produced in China. Every product carries the stamp of where they were created. So guess whose stamp is on you? Oh, some of y'all didn't just get it right now. Ah, yes. Do you know that that Mark GB is not just on the outside? But the stamp of the inventor is embedded 
in the inner systems of this. So guess what? When you power on your Apple phone, what is the first thing that pops up? The Apple logo. My friend and brother Gaze sang it well. Jesuni logo. When you power me up, what you will see is the logo of God or the logos. The Logos of God. For in the, by the way, Logos and Logo are from the same thing. The logic of God. The Logo is the graphic representation of the logic of the inventor. So when you power me up, what's the first thing that comes up? Christ! Be, come help me. So when God molded man's body, molded man's body, the Bible says that God... Adam is taller than me. Adam was not taller than God. I believe that Adam, Kayaba, was the exact height of Jesus. Because by Jesus all things were made. How do I know that Adam could not have been taller than God? Because he breathed into his nostrils. Which means that the mouth of God must have been at the same level as the nostrils of Adam. Adam could not have been shorter than God because God don't bow to nobody. Some of y'all, some of y'all don't get that. And Adam could have been taller than God because God don't look up. When I say God, I'm saying the embodiment of God, Jesus, because by Jesus all things were made, including man. Are you, are you understanding me? Adam was made by Jesus, by the word. By the word, not the physical Jesus. By the word, so you see this. He said, "A breath into man, and man became what? A living soul. His inner faculties became functional by the breath of God." Law first mentioned: the greatest use of your inner faculties will only be activated by the breath of God. So your most creative environment is the intimate space with the Spirit of God intimate breathe into my nose some of you who are not married when you used to do bad bad things and you came close to that girl or that guy and you start noticing that when the excitement is happening what's happening what's happening they start breathing faster oh come on y'all didn't do no bad things and you know that when they start breathing faster two seconds so when the faculties of adam came to life came alive his eyes, the ability to see, Katobaziah, came to be. So what was the first image that Adam saw? Some of y'all didn't get that. The first thing Adam ever saw was not what God created, was the creator himself. The first vision that Adam had was not a goal. His first vision was God. Was not a target, was not a deadline, was not a thing. So, was God the first vision Adam saw? Was God. Similarly, the first time you are powered up in the spirit, the first image that you saw in redemption was what? The image of the risen Christ. That is the initiation. Come on, please, come and look at somebody. Say, My God is creator. My God, my God. You may be seated for a few moments. We see God's creativity. 
in man. We see God's creativity in the recreated human spirit. We also see God's creativity in nature, God's inventiveness in nature. In Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, we see Paul making an argument along those lines. Verse 20, it says, For since the creation of the world, so Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we ought to walk in good works. So we're created as God's workmanship in Christ to do the works that God ordained for us, Jason. To do the work that God ordained for us. Now in Romans 1.20, it says, For the sins, the creation of the world. Are you seeing the word create again? The word create? Are you seeing the word create again? Create creation. Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are what? Clearly seen. Observe that. Someone get me amplified. I'll read it shortly. Being understood. <laughs> in other words, the way we see the invisible attributes of God is by the things that he created. This is powerful. What it tells you is that what you create carries your attributes. That means that your work or products or services are actually a reflection of your true values. Oh, come. So don't tell me I'm just hanging around this 9 to 5. It's not my real deal. As long as you're connected to it, you ought to be committed to it. He says even God who's invisible, God who's all-powerful, God who's so great, who's so glorious. He says the way we get to know him is that the creation of the world, the invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that human beings have no excuse in saying God does not exist. He's saying that when you look at the mountains, they reveal that God is mighty, strong, dependable, enduring, eternal, reliable. He says when you look at the ocean spread, vast seas, they show you that God is broad and God is deep. That God is refreshing and God is brilliant and beautiful and colorful. Have you been to Barbados before or Bahamas? Have you been to the Maldives before or Cape Town? And you see the blue water, the aquamarine water showing you that God, let me just prophesy, Nigerian waters will become that beautiful very soon. Even our waters will be reborn. He says that God's inventiveness is seen by these things. God's creativity, he said, his eternal power is seen. When you see the eagle spread its wings, like when you watch Animal Planet or Nagio Wild, Wild, and you see the eagle spread its wings with its mighty beak and talons flying in the sky, to show you that God is broad. He can be trusted. His wings are broad. He's able to hide you under the shadow of his wings, that God is great and glorious. Have you seen the lion recently? I'm not talking about the lion that you saw in the zoo in the old Nigeria. I'm talking about the lion that is well taken care of with the shaggy mane with charisma you know those lines they use for the visual effects of those heavy tongues those kind of lines those hefty those kind of lions coming that's what when you see those lines they show you that God is fearsome that God is huge that God is strong that God is, when you see the elephant uh, thumping through the jungle when it's big body moving through the jungle they show you that God is big if you touch the belly 
of the elephant, you call it a wall. If you touch the tail of the elephant, you call it a rope. If you touch the leg of the elephant, you call it a tree. In other words, God is multifaceted, multidimensional. The part of him you touch determines what you say about him. Everything that God created carries the stamp of his inventiveness. And how dare you tell me, I don't know how to grow my business. I don't know how to fix my marriage. I don't know how to move ahead. That devil is a liar. From this message, you will be able to cry to God and say, God, breathe on me. And things that held you back down and stuck will have to give way to the inventiveness of the Lord on the inside of you. If it's not you, I'm talking to say nothing, do nothing. If it's you, I'm talking to shout, my God is creative. And I am creative. God is creative. Exodus 35, 30 to 31. Exodus 35, 30 to 31. And Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, or Ben-Hur, of the tribe of Judah. So please notice, the tribe of Judah is known for what, tell me? For praise. Are you seeing this now? The tribe of Judah is known for praise. But when you look at this chap and you go to verse 31, see what verse 31 says. He says, and he has filled him with the spirit of what? God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and being from the tribe of Judah does not exempt you from creativity in other spaces. Ah, me, I'm just a praiser. I'm just a worship leader. Please, can you learn from Vicky, who has a food business? Some of you don't know that. Vicky is a fantastic worship leader, has a food business. Can you learn from Dami, whose food business is about six or seven weeks old? Can you learn... From Jason, who does the Uber business. Can you learn? Come on. Should I go on? From Japheth with the bling bling. There is a generation that will no longer hide under religion. Because even in the Old Testament, a person from the tribe of Judah that was known for praise, God said this one, I filled him. With the spirit of God. In other words, never allow anybody convince you that your understanding, creativity, and workmanship are not of the spirit of God. He's saying that what is provoking this guy, even though he's working with material things, is the spirit of God. When you go to verse 33, for time's sake, when you go to verse 33, it says, in cutting what? Oh my God. I don't know who this one is for, but jewelers are coming out of this place. I don't know. Ornaments, pearls, accessories. In carving wood. Now, think about it, please. Why didn't God just say, call Bezalel, son of Judah, he's skillful. He didn't start with that. He said, I have filled him with the spirit of God. So there's a way you can cover out jewels as a man. 
But there's another dimension. Oh my. See what Ahmed is wearing. There's another dimension where the Spirit of God says, cut it two millimeters shorter. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying right now. Because there was a generation that made you feel if you are not holding a microphone, if you are not dancing, you are not, you're not doing God's work. There is another generation. I'm a carpenter, but I'm a minister. I'm a baba, but as I'm cutting your hair, I'm also removing those ancestral demons that have been affecting your brain. Because I'm smiling, but I'm praying under my breath. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible specifically says that God filled him with the Spirit of God. As long as the reason you are doing it is for the temple and the glory of God, it's a dimension of ministry. Listen, ministry is more of the why than the what. That means I can be preaching this morning and I'm not ministering to you. It's possible for me to be preaching, but I'm entertaining myself. Are you understanding? It's possible. So it is the why and for the whom that makes it ministry. Otherwise, in the New Testament, why would God bother showing us that Peter's shadow was healing people? Or the people took aprons from the body of Paul. God will use anything that is aligned with his spirit. He says to work all manner of workmanship. All manner of what? All manner of artistic workmanship. So that when you get the project to rebrand Nigeria and you create the logo or you do the on the bridge paintings and all of that as you are painting are you seeing this I'm going to close very soon because of second service give me the next verse I want to show you something next verse and he has put in his heart the ability to teach. So not every artistic workman has the ability to teach. And not every teacher has the ability to be artistic. But some of us have both. And whenever God gives you a lot of gifts and he gives you the ability to teach, your assignment is not generational. It's transgenerational. And Aholiab, the son of Ahishamak of the tribe of Dan. Next verse. He has filled them with what? skill to do all manner I don't want to jump the gun but next week we're talking about empires get to work but this is the deal he has filled him with skill so that he can become a celebrity so he can do what don't get intoxicated on your skill get to work with it some of you are dancing around. Hey, I'm gifted. Hey, I'm talented. Hey, I have this one. Hey, I'm a holy up. <laughs> Bezalil. B.A. Bezalil Aholiab. I've got my B.A. in the spirit. Bachelor of Arts. Blessed and artistic. Brilliant and audacious. We can go on. But look at this. Before I, I, I close for service. 
all manner of work of the engraver and the designer and the tapestry maker in blue, in purple, and in scarlet thread, and fine linen, and of the weaver, those who do every work, and those who design what? Artistic works. He said, I have filled all those people with the spirit of God, with the spirit of wisdom. There's a particular verse I want to quickly show you before we wrap it up. God is bringing you into a new dimension. Zobatia Zuvas. It's bringing you into a new dimension where people are going to look at the same things that you've been doing for a long time. But this time around, they will know that the hand of God is upon you. If it's not you, say nothing. If it's you, say that's me you're talking about. Where did all these things come from? Don't miss second service, you're going either. Where did all these things come from? From God, Exodus 26. Exodus 26, verse 7. Remain standing, you're standing, I'm almost done. If you remain standing, you encourage me to finish quicker. Exodus 26. Thank you, Father. From verse 7. You shall also make curtains of goat hair. <laughs> Goats hair. Not goat skin. Goats hair. Goats hair. Goats here. Because in Exodus, Philip chapter 35, I'll, I'll get the particular verse for you in the second service. It says that there were certain women, if someone can get it for me, I'll be so grateful. It says there were certain women who were gifted, who were talented in knitting goats here. Yeah, it's Exodus 26. He says that these women were very gifted in goats here. Exodus 26 verse 7 says they will make goats here. Exodus 35 verse 26. Exodus 25 verse 36. Please go there real quick. Exodus 35 verse 26. Help me, help me, help me. Okay, let me read. All right. Let me read it. All the women whose heart stirred with a skill spun the goats here. It's easy for you to sew linen. Help me, somebody. Jewel, you can cut it. Goat hair, that's difficult material. Guess who God anointed to make do with the difficult material? Oh, some of you are still quiet now. Which one is easier to walk with linen or goat hair? He gave men. He said, "Men, do jewelry, carve wood." He said, "Goat hair is delicate. How do you even pick it? How do you even pluck it? What is God saying? What is God saying? God is saying, number one, even if you feel as irrelevant as goat hair." 
there's a place for you in my temple. What did they do with goats here? Asun, do you know what they call asun? Asun, that means we roasted it. When they are doing asun, they first shave off the goat here. They even use fire to burn it away. Nobody wants to use it. But God said, because I'm inventive, I will use even that which people want to do away with. So maybe this is the only word somebody here came to hear in the service. I'm going to teach more extensively in the second service. God has a place for you in the temple. As goat hairish as you are, nobody wants to deal with you. Nobody wants to hang around you. God has a place for you in the temple. Maybe you're a woman, you're saying, God, I don't have jewelry. I don't have this one. God says, I have, I have goat hair for you. Because I can trust your eyes and your eye-hand coordination. And guess, guess where the goat hair was put? On the temple. So for the, all the things that were done in the temple, people had to enter the temple to see them. But for the goat hair, people could see the work from a distance. God is unlocking in this house a dimension of creativity that is uncommon. That is uncommon. We're going to talk about Uzziah and Solomon in the second service. A dimension of creativity. But for time's sake, can you raise your hand up to heaven? And I'm trusting God, I might lay hands on the second service as well. What are you saying? Stir up in me your inventiveness. Stir up in me your creativity. Stir up in me. What is the proof of creativity? There are many of them. But one of them is the birthing of fresh solutions. Another one is it gets attention. Gets attention. It births solutions. Zobratos pakate vrozabalu sambro shabruga polia zubrati bozobra hotosus zobredekita. Can you pray in one minute? One minute. Raise your hand everywhere, brother. I don't know what it is that you want God to do, but if you pray this prayer, something will drop in your spirit. Enlightenment, an answer, a solution. Say, Lord, I'm open to your spirit. Job 32, verse 8, there's a spirit in man. The breath of God gives him understanding. Job 33, verse 4, God has made me. His spirit has given me life. The spirit of God has made me. His breath has given me life. When we got cry out to the Lord, fill me with your breath. Stir it up. God, if you can inspire people to walk with goat hair. That means that piece of paper. Some of you have seen the white paper thing I do. If I tell you how I start doing that, so maybe I'll share the story in second service. Weird was a mistake that happened. The creative energy of God said, this is a content delivery style. met people at the protest ground. They were saying, that white paper is blessing me. Please keep it up. Simple, simple. It doesn't have to be. 
the world in vain. In fact, somebody got another idea and wrote in the comments. He's thinking about the show. Did you see it? One idea. Because divine ideas, watch this, are as infinite as the God who sends them. Divine ideas are as infinite as the God who sent them. I want to quickly pray this, the mind of Christ. I have a new book, new book out. But it's not, it's not going to be available for purchase till the 8th, 8th of November. 8th of November. 8th of November. There's going to be a, a bit of something around it. I didn't plan to read this because I just took delivery of this yesterday. I didn't plan to read this, but as I was flipping through the pages, page 96. Then that, that being the minds of some of brilliant people that I wrote. So you have access to the brightest and best mind ever. Listen to this, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the most phenomenal mind. It's divine in essence. Awesome. This is what you have. So when, when you're listening, just be receiving it. Divine in essence. Awesome in presence. Sovereign in power. Supreme in thought. Incomparable in intelligence. Extraordinary in expression. Complete in scope. Whole in perspective. Robust in substance. Whose mind am I describing? Inexhaustible in depth. Supernatural in ability. Infinite in capacity. Dynamic in operation. Enduring in longevity. Ubiquitous in display. The mind of Christ is the divine software that powers all of creation and governs the excellent administration of God's kingdom. It's the infinite energy that drives divine intentions and ensures its expressions. Can you imagine how loaded that mind is? Let me tell you, you can. Definitely not with your natural mind. Every believer in Christ is born with the mind of Christ. You're endowed with that mind. So in actuality, you can't be confused. You can't be overwhelmed. You can't be anxious or depressed. When you function with that premise, your mind, human mind may be bogged down by issues, but your spirit's mind can never be overwhelmed. God's presence in our lives is not relegated to the realm of feelings and sensations. It's also evidenced by his mind at work within us and the operation of his spirit through pure and powerful thoughts that make you creative make you creative inventive and more productive with each passing day what are the arts that we're teaching this now I wrote this about two years ago even though we just printed it what are the arts I pray for everyone here that you begin to walk in a greater dimension of the mind of Christ the premise of the mind of Christ this is the primary premise of the mind of God Christ seeing and thinking like Christ and so it affects your nature, identity, but it also affects your ability. That is why when Jesus came to the earth, nobody ever said this man was dull. So spirituality doesn't make you dumb. Walk in a new level of power. Walk in a new level of precision. Walk in a new level of understanding. In the name of Jesus. Somebody give God praise this morning. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings.
To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.